Willie Ramirez alongside as the company. Angel is here as well. Ari's back in our Finley Toyota studios. We're getting ready for the play-ins tonight. Two one-and-dones, winner-take-all in the NBA. Uh, first game starts up at 4 o'clock. And then we got NBA playoffs rolling out tomorrow. NHL playoffs just about set. We know where the Knights are, so we'll talk about the Knights in about 15 minutes. we got a special guest hanging out with us here. Brave the traffic. It's the worst, isn't it? It's the worst. Kevin e. Martin, local sports anchor, and uh, now working with the Sporting Tribune, and we'll find out. Where else we can find Kevin's work? What's going on? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. You have me for what, a whole hour today? Yeah, Are you ready it. for this? I think so. I hope so. <laughs> Is it going to get crazy? Dump button. Get ready for the cussing. <laughs> I don't think that Steve realizes. I, I mean, I saw the rundown when it came over, and I was like, wait a minute, what? My partner in crime, does he realize that there could be a takeover and he could just be phased out? He Does he realize the relationship right. that we have? I'm kind of I'm tired from the week anyway, so that was the plan. <laughs> you do know w- w- before the show, Willie's like, uh, yeah, you know, we work together, and, and I didn't say to him like, yeah, I reached out to Kevin e about coming on, and I kind of waited until I knew what day you were going to be on later in the week because I know you work together. Yeah, there's a method to the madness. A little surprise. I got a text. Willie's like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, we don't fill in the host on the guest. <laughs> we're beyond. It's a, it's a we're surprise beyond. every every morning when they uh, they look on their email. We're beyond work teammates. Yeah. I mean, you know, we got our own handshake. Is that right? At, the, at that yeah. point, when, when that happens, you know, it's, you know, you know, it's, it's. All right. Well, you're happy. That's, that's, all we, that's all we care about on the show, Kevin. E, is if Willie's happy, we're all happy. Yeah. Are you jealous you don't have a handshake with me, Steve? Um, well, here's the thing. I don't want to get too deep on this, but <laughs> after COVID, certain people on the show, you probably know who the other one is, Adam Hill, uh, who's kind of a, a weirdo germaphobe and doesn't really want to hug or hand, uh, shake hands. I, I kind of swore off handshakes. And yet I still do them. Last, um. last week, well, one, I, one because of COVID, and I don't like shaking hands anyway. I don't like the test of strength, the feat of strength. Uh, two, as a kind of diminutive person, I'm tired of basketball players and football players like the, with a freaking power shake. Yeah. So I had it last, uh, what was it, about two weeks ago at UNLV football practice. The new D.C. is a former linebacker, probably could have played in the NFL had he not been injured. He's got big mitts. Yeah. And I, I, he goes goes to shake the hand i put the fist out <laughs> he he shook my fist and no. he still covered all of it no. I'm like all right yeah. enough it's, of this it's it's not the power shake it's the fact that our hands just disappear well a lot of times i can't get in yeah that's the other one it's the premature like their hands so big yes yeah, so and then it, the, i'm not even in and then they're squeezing just my fingers i'm like i got no well shot yeah no back. well then it turns into like how you're supposed to shake like like a gentlemanly shake uh, when you're shaking a woman's hand so they they just grab your fingers. Oh yeah, those are awkward. Yeah, the, that's the finger real. shake. Yep. Yeah. Those are super. All right, awkward. well, give us your take on the, the the female shake. What are what are guys supposed to do? What do you do? Do you power shake guys? I'm actually a big. When you said fist bump, I'm a huge fist bumper. Yeah. And I I, I like to initiate the fist bump. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a big fist yeah. bumper. I feel like now you have to kind of like put it up over your shoulder <laughs> and drop it. Like yeah. it's obvious here. <laughs> if you do a late fist, you might get a. a the, the handshake on the fist. Yeah, I, I have become a fist bumper um, more than anything. I used to be a big dap and hug. I don't know if it was really COVID or just the fact that I just started disliking people more and more. Wow. Um, <laughs> so I'm really honored that we have a handshake. Yeah, but, really but Kevin and I, yeah, Kevin and I have the handshake that goes <laughs> way back. So um, so I, I kind of just picked topics today without even looping in Kevin e, and we'd like to have Kevin e on. On a more regular basis, so I guess we'll uh, we'll see if she's like I hate this rundown. Um, Willie's a big women's basketball fan, and we've actually talked a lot of women's basketball this week with the Cavender twins. We're going to get to them in a second, but we really didn't uh, expound upon a quick news yesterday. Actually, it was a couple days ago. Essence Booker from UNLV 
with Phoenix, right? She signed on with Phoenix, guys? Yeah. yeah. So, it's. I mean, it's to me, it makes sense. I'm not sure if necessarily um, – why is her last name escape me? Vanessa – Nygaard. Nygaard. She knows the Las Vegas area well. Like, she's good friends with Karen Whites. I'm sure she knows uh, Lindy LaRock. And, of course, she has Sam Thomas there who played at Centennial, same time that Essence played at Spring Valley. So it's no surprise that that's where she ended up. Monday when I was on with you and, and I said, I don't expect – at the time, right, the, the draft was going on. I was like, I don't think that Essence is going to get picked up, but she will get signed to a training camp. I had a feeling not that it was – like that was down to my – Phoenix was one of the ones that I thought that she would get. And I figured it would be a West Coast team just for the fact of UNLV. But there's no doubt that Essence Booker deserves to be invited to a training camp. Yeah, 100%. Essence is a dog. Like, if you watch her play, she has the complete game. She can create her own shot, which is huge, especially at the next level. She plays scrappy defense. Not only that, but she has so much heart and soul out there. And like you said, um, she deserves this. And I think she landed in a excellent position um it's super hard to make a WNBA roster but if anyone can do it in training camp I think Essence Booker can and the fact that she's going to have that comfortability with Sam being there I know right. she knows her and you said Nygaard is very familiar with Vegas I think it's just the perfect landing spot for her to slide in and fight for a spot are you guys surprised the Cavender twins didn't even want to try Haley's the better player right of yes. the two Haley and Hannah that um We've been talking about this all week with twins, and I don't know a lot of twins. Although, you know, we were informed by a listener, which is pretty pathetic. We talked to Darren Millard every week, and Darren apparently is a twin. Wait, really? Yeah, I know, right? So we got to get his uh, his I've heard him talk his about twinning that expert. Yeah, I can't Dude, remember. Whenever you find out someone's a twin, isn't it like mind blowing? Like you should like I'm like what? Like it's like the, well, the it's, big it, you just did it. You're like <laughs> what? It's not as much as mind blowing as it's 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 more so like you you immediately want to see the twin. Exactly. You want to see the twin. You want to be like, are you identical? Is it biological? What is it? And you want to know. And you want are to they see. the same? Is he? Is it yeah. identical? Yeah. Is there another Darren Millard walking we're gonna, around? We're gonna find out. Oh, this. Suspense. Yeah. I what love do you think it, it is? Like David? <laughs> did they do go double date? David and Darren. David and Darren. Right. Do, do we know that he's a, he's a twin with a brother? Does he, oh, how do we yeah. know if it's not a twin? That point. would be. And by the way, this could all be a false conversation because my only source is one listener. <laughs> so I'm making a terrible <laughs> meeting mistake. I'm like, I believe the person who DM me. <laughs> Darren and Davina. I mean, I guess we could just text him. Yeah, he's on the show true. every week. But also, Great. that's pretty interesting that a viewer just randomly knew that that fact. I'm impressed. I didn't. That's the whole thing. I didn't, and I got my source is a listener. Oh, like the listener was probably like, "You're an idiot. You have Darren Millard on every week. You don't know that he has a twin." But this could all, I could, I could be totally wrong here. <laughs> so, I find the whole twin thing is fascinating. And when the decision first came out, I guess Haley wants wanted to keep playing at Miami. Hannah was like, "No." So I was like, "Wait, well, just keep playing." But then, as Adam Hill explained it, basically they're a duo. And that's how they're going to make their money. Right. I guess at some point they're going to split. So the announcement yesterday, I get, I get like, too hardcore. Like, I, I used to like wrestling, and I started breaking down, like, are they big enough to wrestle? Here's, here's and the, I, and I, I made the suggestion they should be managers. Uh, but, yeah, the Cavender Twins announced on the Today Show, it's pretty big, that they're going to be joining WWE. Okay. Let me, let me help everybody out with this. First of all, they were asked if they were going to on Today because of a previous interview. The reason the whole topic came up WWE has, and they decided that they, when NIL was approved, that they were going to create an NIL, but they call it next in line. And it's for college athletes 
that could potentially that they can make money off of promotion and then they bring in. There's a young lady from Las Vegas who's a two-time national champion wrestler, Peyton Prussen. She signed this year an NIL deal. NIL, yes, name, image, likeness, but in WWE, name, um, next in line. They've been a part of WWE. They've already been. They're, they're a WWE NIL athlete, I think, since 2021, if I'm not mistaken. So, in a sense, they've kind of been on the payroll since NIL can be paid. This is just the next step to evolve if they want to get in that next in line. I was having a talk with Demond back in the studio a little bit ago, and I was explaining, like, in this day and age, it's not a matter of having to do, you know, jump. They don't have to look like Lita and Trish status. They can make, work their way in and, and, and sort of maybe just be part of a bit, come in and, and possibly at a promotion or, or the live shows and, and sort of come in and, and sl- let, let's just say for your argument's sake, the local Peyton Preston, right? And she's being introduced. And all of a sudden, the Cavender, you hear the, the, the entrance music. They come down and they become heels and they come up and smack some of the other ones. I don't know, but there's definitely roles. They've already been in line to do this. This is nothing new. Hmm. That was some pretty hardcore stuff. Yeah, I'm interested because, honestly, I did not know the whole NIL next in line thing. That's brand new to me. Um, it's fascinating, though. I mean, I, I did not see this coming. Um, it reminds me of the Gonzalez twins. Yes. The way they kind of left UNLV early. Yeah, because, um, because they wouldn't let them pl- do their music. Yes. Yeah. Well, that, and it's interesting now because you can make money now as right. an athlete. So it's so bizarre how the whole thing has flopped. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's, for me, I'm one of those old school people, so I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to age myself here. You're not that I'm old. Gonna, that's, that's why I'm I started laughing slap. old school. I'm like, the minute I heard that they were leaving early, I'm like, they're going to regret this in 20 years. I, I totally get get the money, get it now, get the bag. Is that what the kids are saying? Get yeah, the bag? Yeah, secure the bag. Secure the bag? Okay, yeah. my bad. Um, I totally see it. They see, they see dollar signs. They see all that. But in t- 10 years. They're going to regret it. They had one more one more opportunity to play basketball. Right. And I know it sounds silly, but I, I wish daily I could go back and play. I, like, wish all the time. And I know the Gonzalez twins. Do you, do you wish daily or weekly that you could go back to your senior year in high school and get that girl who undercuts yes, you? Yes, because then my whole basketball career would have been totally different. What yeah. Willie's saying is I had a horrendous knee injury my senior year of high school that completely derailed. I still ended up playing college basketball, but it was a dirty play that did it. Yeah, it was a dirty play. Kevin's I shouldn't even even been in the game, but oh, I regress. No. I regress. Anyways, but I'm one of those old school. I'm like they're gonna regret it. They're gonna totally. Re- and I think the Gonzalez twins came out and said they even tried to try out for the WNBA because yeah. they missed basketball and they yeah. were like, oh, we should have stayed that one extra year. So that's my thoughts on it. And maybe they won't. Maybe they. I mean, but when you're that young and you see that amount of money just sitting in front of you and the opportunities, of course. I mean, it's so tempting. So I totally get it. Yeah, but they, they, they could have. I don't know about I don't know if both of them would have went on, but I definitely think that it's something like she said that they're going to miss. I know that Lexi Hull um, said last year as a fresh or as a freshman, as a rookie with the Indiana Fever. She did tell me in an interview uh, that I did a story that I wrote for the spokesman. Uh, review up in Spokane that it was really, really tough. It was the first time in, in her life that she had played without her twin sister, Lacey Hull. Those two played up at Stanford together. So, um, And then she just had a fantastic season with Athletes Unlimited down in Dallas. She won Defensive Player of the Year. So I'm looking forward to that Fever team. But talk about twins being separated. 
it, it, it played a little bit of a, a role in Lexi's life in her first year in the WNBA. So, I mean, maybe this is a move, business move to stay together. I don't know. Yeah, you mentioned it because Haley, you said Haley wanted to stay. Haley yeah. was the starter. Hannah, She's the baller, yeah. Hannah got like nine minutes of play a game. I mean, she she really sat the bench. Haley, I don't think Hannah could have made it the next level. I don't know about Haley. Um, but, yeah, I think that's going to have them regret it even more. Ten, even five years down the road, looking back, I mean, like, oh, we should have just stayed and played one more year. Couldn't Haley try out for the WNBA two years from now? I mean, she, it won't be it won't be a combo thing, but she could. So what if she regrets it? And I understand your point. You know, you could you could have played another year of college basketball. There's right. no question. You're not trying with your out. twin, yeah, because Hannah, I don't think no, has the ability to play. No, but who's good? But here's the thing: if they're going to invite her. And they're, and they're not going to wait till next year. They're going to invite her this. They they would want her this year. You're going to wait. Right, two but my years. point is, from to respond to Kevin, he's saying, "Hey, it's all lost." And I understand it's more college than pro. I mean, Haley could try down the road. And by the way, on the Hannah part, um, I don't know how rosters are built. I don't know if they'd be like, "Hey, it's worth having the twins." And I wouldn't get mad at it. Yeah. LeBron James just brought back Tristan Thompson. I'm watching. The, <laughs> I'm watching the play-in game the other day, and I'm like, "Wait." Is that Tristan Thompson? I thought he was doing media stuff now. Yep. They're like, yep, right, we need an extra player. Uh, LeBron and, you know, his camp are like, eh, you know, let's give uh, Tristan a couple, I'll of, tell you couple what, of bucks. The, the one interesting thing to, to see that, that would be uh, wild is if, the, if Athletes Unlimited next year, they, they, if they'll, they'll keep the way that they have it, but if they were to bring something in, someone in like that for promotional purposes and then the WNBA expands. Now, all of a sudden, you have expanded rosters. By the, uh, by the way, the other question here is, and I guess we can get into this with Angel Reese in a little bit and also uh, Caitlin Clark down the road, maybe the WNBA, the way the structure is right now for pay, can't afford the Cavender Twins. That's kind of a sad reality as they try to keep costs uh, under control or whatever they're trying to do. Kevin e. Martin's here with us at Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. Willie, Cofield, Angel will come back. Let's get into the uh, news of the day, and that was VGK coming through last night and locking up just about every number one spot you needed to. They can't host the Stanley Cup final, but they came up big. They were clutch last night in Seattle. ESPN Las Vegas is hooking you up. Tune in to Cofield and Company in the press box to win a pair of tickets to see Billy Idol live at the Chelsea and the Cosmopolitan Las Vegas in October. You can purchase tickets at Ticketmaster.com starting this Saturday at 10 a.m. Cofield along with Kevin e. Martin and Willie Ramirez inside Treasure Island. Reminder tomorrow, running for the house is going down. Look it up, hashtag rock the socks. Benefit families with uh, hospitalized children. It's all from the Ronald McDonald House. Uh, running for the house. It goes down tomorrow, Floyd Lamb Park. If you haven't heard about it yet, you can actually register day of uh, to get in for adults. It's uh, 35 or 40 bucks. Uh, kids are a little cheaper. It's for a great cause. Floyd Lamb State Park. Check that, Floyd Lamb Park. You got a 5K run and a one-mile walk. It's tomorrow morning. Radio Nation Radio 920 will be on the scene. The race starts at 8. You can register as early as 7 o'clock at Floyd Lamb Park. So we'll get back to some of the women's basketball stuff because Shaq threw something out. Willie loves list. I love list. Rankings, debate. We like debating. Uh, that's coming up in about 20 minutes. But we saw the Knights go up to Seattle last night, guys, and get the job done. I bet against them. I figured, ah, you know what, they'll come up a little bit flat. All they needed was one point, but they got two, and now they're number one seed. They win the division. They get the matchups I think they want. So what do you guys think? Take it, Willie. I, I didn't expect them to be flat in any way, shape, or form because I think that there were so many other things that were at stake 
and they were personal things that this is a team that has taken a lot of things personally this year. And I think what we've seen more than anything at any given time when they're up against it and the adver- adversity staring them in the face, they're finding ways to win. We're hearing names all season long of guys that are scoring goals, untimely goals. William Carrier, who's had a career year, and he's been missing time. Jack Eichel down at certain times. Mark Stone missing 30-plus games, nearly 40. Different guys stepping up, coming over from Henderson. So I think that there was a lot to prove. Um, franchise numbers in terms of points and and, uh, and, or in wins and and getting the number one seed, I, I don't think that they were going to lay off and well, we'll just we'll just come out flat and lay low and, and play, you know, half-assed and, and hope that we can get into overtime and just secure one point. I think that they wanted to come out and make a statement. Um, I thought Seattle played them tough because they were still playing to try to get third place in the Pacific, so they got the best effort. But um, no, I think that the Golden Knights are, you know, they got their head screwed on right right now. I, I, I'm not convinced that they're the best team in the West, even though they're the number one team in the West. Um, they finished number one seed, but uh, I think that they finished with with a fantastic mindset, and, I, and you know it'll be exciting to see them next week. Yeah, I agree. I wasn't shocked at all that they didn't come out flat. You know, talking to them after their regular season home finale, they were excited. Um, you know, even Bruce Cassidy made the point that you know after everything they've been through this season, it's kind of fitting that it came down to that final game for them to win the division. Um, so I was kind of expecting the play that we saw on the ice in Seattle. I was impressed. Um, and, and like Willie said, I think that's the biggest thing down the stretch, at least for me, the biggest storyline is the depth of this team and the amount of different guys that have been stepping up. I mean, we saw Michael Amadio almost have a hat trick the other night. Barbashev is stepping up. That's, you know, it, Bruce has had a way all season long to mix and match these lines and find got line mates that play really well together that you wouldn't have expected right so um obviously that's huge you always see the teams that make the deepest run in the playoffs have that depth um i think that's an obvious statement so the fact that they're getting you know all these different people scoring and contributing that's huge and they're doing it at the right time do you think in the west they're the team to beat will they make the deepest run i'm kind of with willie too i don't think they're the best team in the west um but, of course, obviously they have that top seed. That's huge for them. Um, I think that that's going to help them propel them forward. I don't know. Like, it's tough because we've seen it's like kind of a Jekyll and Hyde, right? Like, some nights they look amazing. And, and other nights it's like they, they come out flat. So um, I don't want to say yes, but I also don't want to say no. I'm kind of on the fence with that. I don't think that the Golden Knights um, – I think the Jekyll and Hyde po- – part of their season is done i think that we're going to see the best of them the rest of the way the problem that i think that they're going to have is if they run up against the edmonton oilers when you have the arguably the two best player or you have the best player in the world and then you have the best tandem in the national hockey league in Connor mcdavid and leon dreisaitl it makes it very difficult to defend. A lot's going to depend on how that defense shores up. I have been saying this, that I thought that when you're looking at the complexion of the injury, when I'm when looking, turned around in the press box and you're looking back there and seeing who's up there, the most valuable guy that needed to come back in time for the playoffs wasn't Mark Stone. Not, it doesn't mean that they don't need him. It doesn't mean that he's needed. He's not needed, but Shea Theodore needed to return to the blue line to play defense with that team. He's been there every single year since the Stanley Cup run. He's fantastic at both ends of the ice. He can create things. He makes things happen. He can um, he can be a stalwart against offenses. 
They needed him back on the ice. It was a fantastic sight to see for Golden Knights fans that he is back. Now, if they get Mark Stone back, it's a, it's a bonus, obviously. But the fact that Theodore is back is huge. Uh, down here at TI in the uh, Golden Circle Sportsbook, Oilers are the favorite to win the West at 3-1. to one. Mm-hmm. Avalanche are 320. Golden Knights in Las Vegas. Kind of surprising, right? Plus 475 to win the West. So Cassidy did a really good job mixing and matching, and sometimes out of desperation, the goalies. If you don't really have a number one, can you win? Or is Brassois a true number one? Here's what they t- Here's what they say, man. It's not about who's got the best goaltender overall. It's about who enters the pro season with the hot hand and playing well. And it's hard to argue that the Golden Knights are not playing well. And Brassois, what, 7-0-3 since since he's actually come back from... 6-0-3 6-0-3 or 7-0-3 after last night, this dude is playing great. So when you when you have the hot hand and you have the hot goaltender, look what happened, was it 2019 with the St. Louis Blues. They were in last place in January, and Jordan Bennington out of nowhere takes over the net, they make a run, and he made a name for himself. So the hot goaltender gets it done. I think that's why they're the third choice, because Edmonton and, and Colorado have stability between the pipes. But I'm, I wouldn't count Vegas out. Yeah, and if any team can do it, it's, it's Vegas because historically, Bruce Cassidy's system is built around helping out the goaltender, right? Making the goaltender look better than he is. Not saying Bruce Wall isn't good, but like you asked, Steve, is he a legit number one? Um, and I think, you know, it's, you know, debatable at this point. But it, like I said, if there's any team that can make a deep run with this shakiness at goaltender, not shakiness, but un- not uncertainty, you know, just who's the real number one, it's this its this system built around helping the goaltender. That's Kevin e. Martin with us here on ESPN Las Vegas. Steve, Willie down at Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. Our Friday show uh, getting off to a strong start on the way back. Uh, Ari had a question for us on relationships, so uh, what a group to ask. Miss any of the show? We've got you covered. Head to lvsportsnetwork.com and go to podcasts to listen to all of your favorite LV Sports Network shows anytime from any place. Friday's Major League Baseball slate kicks off here in about 20 minutes. Uh, I am off to an 0-6 start on the baseball season, so what does that mean? I need to keep betting. Uh, but my funds are getting low, and you know what, Kevin, you throw me, I, you know, you got money. Uh, Kevin e. Martin's here, by the way, from the Sporting <laughs> Tribune. Uh, give me 500. Uh, part of that I'm going to put on the Blue Jays because I like betting against good things. So Tampa's 13-0. and 0. Let, me bet, let me bet Toronto. Um, and I'm going to put in an eight-teamer that potentially can pay off uh, $1,600. And when I win, I will give you back the original 500. Does that sound good? No. Wait, what happened? You, need you want wait? You want some of my winnings? Yes. Are you crazy? Because it wouldn't even been possible without my loan. You're right. You're right. <laughs> this really did happen. Oh, so this is an actual real scenario? Um, personal. Yeah, scenario? there there was a story up on not personally up on <laughs> social media. I would I I don't think I've ever maybe I, I don't think I've ever asked for money to go gamble. I don't really like gambling in the first place. So the last thing I want to do is lose someone else's money. Um, Ari found a story up on the socials. Uh, a guy got a $100 loan to put money into his account. I think it was FanDuel out of state. He hit a gigantic parlay ticket for $30,000. And so the debate began, hey, how much does, in this case, I think it was his girlfriend, what does the girlfriend get from the guy in the $30,000 hit? And a lot of people are like, 
She gets 100. That's what she loaned. Here's 100 back. No. Okay, okay. let me ask you this. When I uh, used to be a heavy video poker player about 25 years ago, and one time I hit the Monster Royal, $5 Royal, so when she cashed me out for twenty four grand, should I just give her back whatever she gave me originally to put into the machine, or does who? she get a tip? Yeah, who's the, the bartender? Not, we're not talking a bartender. We're talking about a relationship. Exactly. I tipped that bartender $1,000. His lady should get a lot more than the $100 back. Yes. That's my point. I, I was saying off air that she gets the money back that she loaned, and then they split the winnings. Split it. Without without even hesitation. If it was his expertise that led to that eight-teamer. <laughs> you know what? He knows sports. You know what? We're joined, We're not joined by, but sitting here is Brian with, with Lotus, and every Saturday when we did throw the flag, he, he gives his wife $40 to go play video poker. When she hits the Royal, do you get any of it back? No, he gets nothing. He gets so, nothing out of so it. So she gets nothing. And you can, Steve, to your point, you can have all the expertise that you want in sports, but if you don't have a dollar to your name and you need to ask your girlfriend to bet money to bet, I mean, you better. Well, we be don't know if he didn't have a dollar to his name. He might have just been out like, oh, man, Kev. So so basically. But, but, but again, this, this, was, this was a betting account, so he must have had zero, Willie. This yeah. wasn't like spur of the moment. If you gotta, if you gotta deposit in and then start playing, and you had your account was empty. If that's the case, he needs to call gamblers. And <laughs> <laughs> my account, my one account's almost empty. Right, my but you, but you have, but games you, in a row. But if you need to, against the night, but if you need I, to fill I, it up, seven. But, yeah, but if you need to fill it up, you're not calling the SO. You got no. money. Wait, did I miss it? So what happened? She, she did. Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't. There was no answer. But it just turns these these male female discussions first of all and then you throw in gambling it always gets crazy yeah so a lot of the guys are like yeah she gave you 100 give her 100 back okay forget okay. about what you should do and shouldn't do let's put it on you 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 need you're out and about you need a quick hunter to be able to deposit the so gives it to you and you win 30k what are you giving the so i probably give her half that's what i would i would give her half Steve. i would i would but, but give, i'm you know i'm nice if it was if it was my if it was my lady or or a wife I'm giving her half. Now, if it's a friend, I'd be like, hey, it's, you know what? To be honest with you, I probably would discuss it ahead of time. If I hit this, I'm going to kick you down. Yeah. I would probably discuss it. If it's your wife, you're probably not going to say any of that. You're like, just, I need the money. I need that. This game's about to start, and it's understood. Exactly. I think it comes down to the relationship. Wouldn't you want to split the winnings with By your the way, wife? Yeah. I, now I want to retract. I'd give her half. This is what I want to do. Is <laughs> I, I'd, You want to break up with her? No. I actually At that point, I'd be like, how about we take a big part of it and invest in something or put something in the house because I know what's going to happen with the 15,000. I'm just going to see Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. We're getting, now we're getting seven packages a day instead of the two you get every day. So this really happened. So wait, in, now you're putting stipulations on I the win. So this really <laughs> happened have this, in Las but. Vegas. We had one of our former Sports Talk partners, partners um, win $17 million what? in Megabucks with his girlfriend it was his free play. She went and played. She hit. They worked it out so that I think he got some money. I, I can't. He talked about all of this. On uh, He works on VSIN now. He talked about all of this. And the story is, because he's told this part of the story too, is she had wanted to get married forever before they hit for $17 million together. And once she hit, then he was like, oh, let's get married. She's like, no. Nah. Oh. No, we're not going to get married. Oh, wait, are they married now? No. They're, They're not, not together. even together. No. no. 
Oh. And that's 17 mil. It's juicy. How, yeah. how Has long either one after? of them disappeared? <laughs> how long after the winning did they break up? Or is this getting too d deep? Uh, I don't want to misstate things. I don't think it. I think it lasted a couple of years. Again, that's he, he funny talked about that it all she flipped though. That she was like, "I want to get married. I want to get married." She Before. wins all this money. Yep. Then she's like, "Nah, I'm good." But in that case, <laughs> uh, and I think this this starts to get to a legal thing. Like, what should she have thrown him since it was his free play and her win? Hmm. And you don't know. He never divulged that information. I don't want to misspeak. See, I would. I'm still on the boat where you you split it down the middle. She won. Like you said, it was what it was his account. You said or his? No, no, just a, it was a free play at a casino for oh. a machine, and I got threw some free plays in there and hit hit the big one. Yeah, hit I think they bongo. split. I don't know. You got to do your research, Steve. Find out and report back. <laughs> He's like, ah, I could care less. No, I do care. I I've, I always thought that was a super interesting story, but it's also karma in the end because didn't want to get married, didn't want to get married, hit. Oh, let's get married. Now the answer is no. No, I'm good. <laughs> no. Also, funny that he won. He saw dollar signs and was like, "Actually, I'll put a <laughs> ring on it." Yeah. <laughs> like what? Exactly. And, and at that point, she put out her fist. I was like, "No, no ring." Can't, I can't, like can't that she said no. Yeah, I like that. It is what it is. <laughs> Willie's it all is. calm over it there. It is what it is. It is. Hey, it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> Willie is going to start off the playoffs on the road next week. While we're doing Cofield and Company, we'll be checking in with Willie here and there. So he'll be at Twin Peaks. On Eastern, right near the 215, that's on the 17th. That's the beginning of the playoffs, not for the Knights, but the playoffs overall. Should be Florida, Boston, Islanders, Carolina, L.A., and Edmonton. A happy hour at Twin Peaks goes down Monday to Friday from 2 to 7. Also, the late-night happy hour. You got the big beers for under 4 bucks. Select appetizers, 2 4 and $6. And Willie Ramirez next Monday from 4 to 6.30. 4 to 6.30 will be on the scene with prizes and hanging out with the ladies of Twin Peaks. So go hang with Willie right there on Eastern. Twin Peaks on Monday. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve Cofield and at Willie G. Ramirez or tweet the show at Cofield and Co. Fun Friday show is uh, Kevin E. Martin is sitting in with us, local sports anchor. You guys uh, are both, Willie's here as well, Willie Ramirez. You guys are both with the uh, Sporting Tribune. So what's cooking over there? What are you working on? Ooh. I mean, we're getting really, obviously, with the, with the Stanley Cup playoffs starting, we're doing a ton of Golden Knights coverage. Um, Willie's always coming up with some cool. What, what are you working on? I just, well, this week I did, uh, worked on Brittany Davis. I, I did, obviously, the draft coverage of her being drafted. And then she was available with her Alabama coach and GM, Natalie Williams. So I did a personal piece that I released today. And then um, tonight I'll be doing, I'm working on, actually, later on after the show, I'm working on, uh, my top five prospects the Raiders should take at number seven in the upcoming draft. Cool. So, And then we got a number of things uh, coming up, some projects coming up. I'm working on a story that I've actually been compiling for about a year and a half now. Got some quotes from some big names. Uh, the evolution of baseball in Las Vegas and, you know, just going on to Major League Baseball. I got some quotes from Don Logan. The Aviators, Greg Maddox, uh, um, Bryson Stott, who's with the Phillies. So a lot of different projects, a lot of good things. Um, and then we got the Golden Knights coverage with Steve Karp. So I think the three of us are going to be triple team in that. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Anything else cooking? What else you got to push? Ooh. I'm going to do an F1 update. Um, I think I'm going to jump in a Maverick helicopter and uh, 
check out the paddock from above and I see, see the that. update. Yeah, I'm excited. So trying to get that under. It's get, like a secret area. I know. So I'm trying to get that set up uh, hopefully next week. Well, some stories never sort of, they have good shelf life. And Kev's done a couple of uh, writing pieces. We know her uh, from seeing her on air and seeing some videos. But, Kev, you had a couple of good written pieces. A lot of people don't know you have a hidden talent with your written word. Well, thank you, Willie. Um, especially with, with uh, Aaliyah. A hidden talent. No, I'm a writer. Well, you know what's funny is that was what I wanted to get into. My major at Monmouth was journalism. I wanted to get into print sports writing. um, And people kept saying, have you tried TV? Have you tried TV? And I literally had never thought, had given it a thought until halfway through my senior year, I interned at uh, Comcast Sportsnet Philadelphia and like fell in love with it. But when I graduated, I I had no idea what it was all about. So I literally took an unpaid internship in Sioux Falls, South Dakota to get started. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. That's a cool story. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's my, I come from a family of writers. Um, my mom's side of the family owned a newspaper in Titusville, Pennsylvania, for years and years and years. Um, so, yeah. But thanks, Willie. Tell them about the two stories <laughs> that you've already read. Yeah, on Aaliyah Gales. Um, hopefully everyone here in Vegas knows that story of just how strong she is, obviously. Shot ten times after she graduated from high school. Um, and, you know, first it was survival. Then it was, is she ever going to walk again? And now it's, she's making her return to the court, and it's so special. That was cool. And then Biagio Ali Walsh, Muhammad Ali's grandson, who fought here and won in his Vegas debut for the PFL. Um, so those are, yeah, two really cool, fun local athletes. There you go. Check us out. Sporting Tribune. There you go. <laughs> Before we let you go, we appreciate you uh, sitting with us for as long as you have. Angel one. Reese is a real interesting character she's taken advantage of being with a power program she's a really good player she's got a great social media presence lsu is very lucky to have Shaq. i guess uh, you know lsu in the first place was lucky to get Shaq. well i think they they may have done some things together they did from blue chips right uh but Shaq loves lsu sports and he backs kim mulkey and he backs the female basketball players uh he's on a podcast here you can hear him talking about angel reese and her place in lsu athletics history She's probably the greatest athlete ever to come out of LSU sports. You heard it here first. Yeah. Man I, and female. I love the competitive aspect. Male and female. The best. Yourself included. Yes. She delivered that package. So, you know, it's a lot of names you can throw around, men and women, but she's probably the greatest athlete. Some people are going to exclude her to, to women athlete. I'm not doing that. She's the greatest athlete to ever come out of LSU. Okay, LSU. All right. What do you think here? You think he's trolling? He's just kind of doing everyone a favor? But does he really believe that? No, I love Shaq. Like, love Shaq. But that is ridiculous. She's not even the greatest female basketball player ever to come out of LSU. That's Sylvia Fowles, the GOAT. That's like some disrespect there. Yeah, yeah and, 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 and I got news for you. She's, she's not even the best player on this year. Alexis Moore was, to me, was, was better. Simone Augustus, who played women's basketball and has become a fantastic mentor, um, so yeah, I, I just think that he he's he's taking advantage of a hot take, and and the name that's out there and everything that we've seen after the Caitlin Clark, I think that he's running with it, and it's it's almost like writing something for clickbait. Hundred percent. Shaq knows what he's doing. But I like that he did it, and and, and it's including him and the and the uh, the person on the podcast with him was like including you. Oh yeah. So I put together. I looked at all time LSU athletes. I'm not an LSU expert, but. Um, I put Reese one because Shaq said so. Okay. The, the rest of the list I had uh, Pete Maravich was kind of good. I had Pete Maravich followed by Shaq, Y.A. Tittle, 
for the older folks out there. Joe, Joe Burrow, Steve Van Buren, for the really old folks out there. He's a football player. Maybe the two best receivers in the NFL right now, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams too, sorry. Uh, you mentioned Sylvia Fowles and then someone I liked from the uh, – kind of sort of mid-old days, uh, Burt Jones and also my guy, Chris Jackson, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. But Lolo Jones hopped on. I forgot that she went to LSU, and I forgot about track and field. Look, Shaq knew what he was doing. Look, you know, Shaq's just bored, okay? He's coming <laughs> off the hip surgery. You know, he's chilling at home. I think Shaq honestly is high on some pain medicines because the list is so big with LSU. Like, I just got back from practice. I trained with 13 Olympic pro athletes, all former LSU. Okay, there you go. Yeah, getting to the Olympics is pretty good. That could, they could make the all-time list, too. <laughs> I love Lolo, though. She's, yeah. always, she's fiery all the time. <laughs> yeah, I started. I went over. I looked at a page to, to, to find a bunch of LSU athletes, and I have a lot of the same names that you did. I just started throwing them down. I didn't do 10, and I didn't put them in order. I think I got, like, 13 here. But Joe Burrow. Uh, hey, our own Nikki Fargus. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Sylvia Fowles, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, I put uh, as, as well. Uh, Simone Augustus, Albert Bell played baseball there. Uh, current thrower. Now, I don't, I don't think that he's in the top ten, but I do know that coming out of college, um, Kevin, uh, Kevin Gossman was firing 100. He, there were two baseball players when he came out of college that were firing 100 miles per hour on a on the regular him and Garrett Cole now there are other guys that could touch 100 but on the regular Kevin Gossman and Garrett Cole were fine when Garrett was with the Pirates um, I also threw Maravich, Burt Jones, Patrick Peterson, Alexis Moore, Y.A. Tittle, Lolo Jones and Shaq I don't even have Angel in there among, yeah. among so those guys well just because Shaq said so doesn't mean anything Okay. <laughs> I can't wait for if that got, if that went viral enough, or if that I can't wait to see Charles Barkley's response when they go at it on the dais. <laughs> it should make for fantastic. Will Barkley know? Someone will have to tell him who Angel Reese oh, yeah. is, right? He doesn't do you think, know. Do you think he knows? No, I, I would. He, put doesn't, he doesn't know anyone playing tonight. He knows who <laughs> Angel Reese is because if I'm not mistaken, he didn't he have a comment the week after the after the whole thing went down with the. I thought that he was vocal about that. Oh, but was he? But he'll he'll know about it. He'll know who she is. Just be, he'll know who she is because of the scrutiny and the, and the controversy with the John Cena. He's not going to know how good or bad of an athlete she is. He's not a bad athlete. She's, he's just not going to know how good she is. He's not, he probably has never seen the play. <laughs> Kevin E. Martin's here with us. Former Mammoth basketball player. We mentioned that a couple times. I, I'm, I'm not asking because you're a female. Because you're an athlete, I'm going to ask you this. The trash talk that went on from Caitlin Clark throughout the tournament, and then she got it shoved back in her face in the title game, and you know then Reese did it. She, she did some trash talk, did the ring thing. Your reaction, and, and your reaction to people reacting so strongly saying that Reese is a scumbag. Okay, so this is my take on the whole thing. I am so here for the trash talk. I love it. I was a trash talker. My favorite player of all time, my dog is named after him, is Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller, notorious trash talker. I love it. The thing that got me, and this is what really, like, sitting back and watching it unravel on Twitter, this is what really set me off. Okay, there were two different videos circulating. The first one, Angel Reese, Caitlin Clark at the free throw line. Angel Reese turns to Caitlin Clark and does the John Cena, you can't see me. I'm fine with that. I thought that was awesome. 
The second time she did it, she looked like a toddler chasing around their bigger sister trying to get attention. You remember when you were a kid and you wanted your older siblings to pay attention to you so you would do things over and over and over again and follow them around until they made, they made eye contact with you or, you know, gave you any sign that they were paying attention to you. Caitlin Clark never did that. So to me, Angel Reese looked like a toddler following Caitlin Clark around the, the court, circling her Looking for attention for 20 seconds. Yeah. Like you already did it once, girl. Like that was awesome. Let, let go. Let it go. Move on. But she followed her around. And um, that's so that back to my point, there were two different videos. The one of her doing it at the free throw line, which I'm great. I, I thought was awesome. The second one was her doing the ring thing, circling around her for the last 20 seconds of the game. I was like, all right. Get, get over it. So there were two different debates going on saying it's not if she does it, it's not that big of a deal. It wasn't that big of a deal. The one video, the other one, I was like, get a grip. Um, so, yeah, that to me, that was like my take on it. And I was like sitting back watching it on Twitter. I'm like, people are fighting over two different videos. You know what I'm saying? I think what's important to find out is your biggest trash talking moment. In <laughs> I was my thing was um, at the free throw line. I would try to get into like the free throw shooter's head. So I'd be like, yo, your eyes crossed. Or say, I'd say like random things to them while they were shooting to make them uncomfortable. Like, just why, like, I would be like, why are you breathing so hard? What's, you know, I'd just say like weird things, like real calm. Did you that ever was, ridicule them? Like, what's up with your hair? Yeah. I, I, was, I would do like little things like that. I wasn't like an emotional trash talker. I was like a calm. So it'd catch them off guard. Like, I would say something like, yo, your breath smells like ass. Oh. I'm sorry. No, that's Was I allowed to say that? Yeah. Your yeah. breath smells or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And they'd look at me like, what? Even if their breath didn't, you know what I'm saying? So then it would like get into them mentally. I do because you're looking at me in your face right now yeah. and your breath kind of stinks. <laughs> See, I threw you off guard. Yo. See, trash talk. But you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like that would, to me, that like, so I would never like yell or like do like real emotional things, but I would just like real calmly say something like that just to get in their head. And then they would, st you know, take them out of their game. Then they would be like, oh my God, does my breath smell? Yep. Yeah. You know? yeah, I brought up the point that week that I think I actually think guys who were offended by it are sexist. That oh, that yeah. the, they look at women's basketball and yeah. uh, forever for whatever it is, twenty five plus years. Uh, I've always said about women's basketball, the the era of you go girl and like a little pat on the head. That's not what women want. No. Like if if no. we're gonna talk about women's basketball, right. it's gonna be the same way we talk about men's basketball. Well, and, that, and sometimes it might be harsh. And that's what yeah. they want. Right, that's what they want. That's what we've been hearing, especially here with the with the growth of the the Aces and the WNBA, because we're hearing more of those stories. Like if the Aces weren't here, we probably wouldn't hear as much or care as much about charter planes and so on and so forth. But we're hearing, hey, we're basketball players. Treat us as such. Right, and I think the biggest thing of this whole story is that Caitlin Clark came out and said, "I don't, I don't, I don't care." care. <laughs> like it, she literally told everyone to shut up. I don't care. <laughs> Which, uh, Kevin, thank you. Great great job this hour. Which, by the way, is refreshing because there are so many guys in sports who talk trash, and then they get to talk back to them, and they're like, whoa, what's going on here? Play the game the right way.